Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. <laughs> Why fuck them all? So you have headphones. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it right. You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. Right, here we go. We're literally. We are on, <laughs> on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner. And the fat man. He says, man. You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up the fight. <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm Mark Poulos, and I'm glad to have you guys here. This is a pretty momentous uh, podcast. Um, if you listen to the podcast a lot, you know that... Um, had three major influences in my comedy career. Obviously, uh, Brian Regan is number one, Jake Johansson, and uh, Greg Morton. And amazingly, I got to interview Jake Johansson when I worked with him. And tonight, uh, another amazing thing, I got to interview Greg Morton. Um, between shows, we sat in the green room and just uh, talked about comedy and and talked about his career. And uh, it was just, it was amazing, man. I mean, comedy is, is such an interesting business. Like, the fact that you can be in this business long enough and literally, like, meet people that influenced you. You know, it must be like that for, you know, musicians and... Uh, you know, whatever your, your thing is, you know, art or writing or whatever. It's like you stay in the business long enough, you actually get to have those experiences. And the fact that I got to sit down and, and chat with Greg and, and he's like so nice and just like telling me the, his favorite bits of mine. And I'm like, favorite bits of mine, like your star Wars bit. Um, you know, it, if you've never seen uh, Greg Morton do a Star Wars bit, it's amazing. Uh, I'm actually going to put it on um, after the credits of this podcast, so stay tuned for that. But uh, if you haven't seen Greg Morton, he's like just pure energy on the stage, just commands the room, and it's just such a pleasure to watch him work and stuff. And... Um, just the fact that that he's such a nice guy and he can just sit and chat about uh, comedy and and writing and, and jokes like that. It's just, um, it's a pleasure, you know. It's the things that, some of the things I look forward to in this business because obviously 95% of the time um, I'm headlining the club. But I always get these rare opportunities every year to go out and feature for... Um, you know, amazing headliner comedians that I look up to, and it's just amazing. So I am uh, so happy to present this uh, 
interview. It's uh, it's not extensively long. It's like 24 minutes long, but uh, so great uh, to chat with him, and, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, this is my uh, quick interview between shows at uh, Junior's Last Laugh in Erie, Pennsylvania with uh, the one and only Greg Morton. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Great. Podcast. It is uh, unbridled enthusiasm. <laughs> you know what I love? Do you know where that, that comes that comes from? <laughs> Your own unbridled enthusiasm? <laughs> no, it's uh, from Seinfeld. Oh, okay. One of my favorite episodes where Kramer finds the manuscript that Elaine's supposed to be reading mm-hmm. and they bug bomb the apartment. So he has to give her the, the uh, synopsis of it. So she's like Billy Mumphreys, a cockeyed optimist, unbridled enthusiasm for what he loved in life or something like that. <laughs> so I always like that. <laughs> well, that's a good name for a podcast. Yeah. Am I coming through fine? Or yeah, you're coming. Okay. No, you're perfect. All right. Greg. Yes, Morton, sir. you're here. Yes, sir. At the Juniors. Yes, Juniors Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. And Juniors Last Laugh. That's I right. I apologize for that. That's right. Don't mess it up. <laughs> so how long have you been No, you're not going to question. <laughs> no, you can't <laughs> no. start. No, no. I'm just messing with that you. That is the <laughs> shittiest thing to do to a comedian. It really is, right? How long have you been doing this? What and was... you're still not famous? Why don't no. you quit? Get out of the business so some other of us youngins can get in there and make our way in the comedic life. Listen, comedy needs your show. <laughs> it needs it. There, it some people is. don't feel that way. I would call it your show. Cruise ships. I'd say your show <laughs> is unbridled enthusiasm for stand-up comedy. No, it's but, almost too much, isn't it? It, right? I mean, it can be sometimes you look at people and go like, whoa, this is all, he's doing a lot. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> he does get to that, I guess, you know, some people I might feel, feel that. that way, yeah. Well, I don't know. The I older people. I part, well, they, they, are. Yeah. <laughs> they don't well, know half. Because he's stepping on my oxygen hose <laughs> while I'm watching the show. <laughs> and I told him, don't step on my hose. I think the problem is half of the songs they don't know because they're just old. No, no, no. They're my age. No, they're not. <laughs> there was a lady in a wheelchair last night. Some people don't get, take good care of themselves. <laughs> you know, they really let themselves Dude, go. That, However, myself. That joke from the first show Which one? leveled me, man. Which <laughs> Where one? you said, God, she looks amazing. And if, is that your husband? I was going to say, he look, did not take care of himself at all. <laughs> she was like 40 and he was like 70. <laughs> oh, God, man. But, but she, uh, she was not with him. Yeah, no. Now, where was her husband? I never did. We never did get to the I don't think that. she did have a husband. She probably killed him. Yeah. Many yeah. wives do that now. <laughs> it's a very uh, hot thing in the feminist world where they, you know, yeah, they they kill their husbands, and uh, it's all you know. It's all equal, you know. Kumbaya. That's the way things should be now. So this might creep you out, but uh, my three influences in comedy were you, West. Okay. you, Brian Regan, and Jake Johansson. Really? Yes. 
the well, first time two I other s- comedians that I really enjoy too. Yeah. Yeah. Really if, love. If you, if you really watch my show, you can see like all three of you guys just bleed <laughs> through me. Because, Isn't that, yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Dude, that, when I first saw that star Wars thing that you do, mm-hmm. I was just like hooked. I was like, but you're a bit of a geek yourself. Yes. Aren't you? I mean, you, I you love know. Star Wars, and you must be excited for the anybody, new but, yeah. the new movie coming out because it might give it you know a boost or whatever. You know, everybody else is kind of cautiously optimistic, but I think they're going to do a good job. First yeah. of all, it's J.J. Abrams. Yeah, we saw what he did with Star Trek. Yeah, he did a great job re- rebooting that. Yeah, and uh, and Disney. Well, look what they did with Marvel. Yeah, they've done a great job with Marvel for sure. I'd say. My top, some of my top favorite movies are Marvel films. Of course. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my God, man. I've seen it like a hundred times. That is like my new Star Wars. It is I go, so if good. I could, if they could make more films like that that were fun. Yeah. And just where you have the whole range of emotion in one film. Oh my God, man. Oh, funny. I is there any better it. part in a movie in the last 10 years where, all, where they all hold hands and harness... <laughs> The, the the stone and blow up that guy. I mean, it's one of those moments where yeah. you just like stand up and you're like, we're yeah. the garden guardians of the galaxy, bitch. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> and here, this is a group that most people had never heard of. Yeah. Never seen the comic. It's fairly obscure, except for its fans, yeah, of yeah. course. And I didn't know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't I didn't remember either. that comic book yeah. at all. I saw the and trailer. I was into Marvel, yeah, I saw the trailer and I was like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. It kind of looks stupid because it did. It was like a raccoon and a tree guy, and you're like, yeah. "This is a little far fetched." <laughs> Even though a guy putting on a suit and he's got a <laughs> he's got a thing in his chest, that's believable. <laughs> but, <laughs> A tree and a raccoon with a shield, and then he <laughs> runs around in his underpants <laughs> made out of the American flag. He goes from Police. four foot one to six foot three <laughs> with the secret serum. That is fathomable, okay? <laughs> but a tree and a raccoon, get out of here. Batista's dressed <laughs> up in paint. Come on. I, I, I think it's really, really quite cool, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm so excited, so jazzed. And you know, when uh, Harrison Ford came on the screen. Oh, forget about it, Right? Man. And he yeah. says, Chewie, we're home. I started crying. <laughs> I, I'm a grown-ass man. I was bawling like a baby. When I saw the footage of the actual guy putting the Chewbacca suit back on, mm-hmm. I was like, that's all I needed to see. This Peter Mayhew, he put the, the suit back yeah. on? Yeah. The man can't even get through the airport you, on his own. <laughs> Did you see they had the trailer? Yeah. And then they released another thing where it was like the spirits of Star Wars and it was all the sets that they built and behind the scenes. And then they showed uh, the guy that's Chewbacca like sitting in his seat and he goes, uh, it's been a long time since I've, since I've put this on and he just takes the head and puts it on. And I was like, that that's how you. I mean, real sets, the the real people from. I mean, all three of them are in it: yeah. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and uh, and Carrie, whatever the hell her name is. And I, Chewy, I mean, like I mean, uh, Peter Mayhew, he can hardly walk. Oh he, man, he has a cane that is. It's really cool. It looks yeah. like a special Wookie cane. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> yeah, and the, the security, the dummies, 
they were going to take it away from him. They weren't going to let him on the plane. Oh, with it get because out of here. yeah, it might be a weapon of terror. <laughs> what a bunch of idiots! It's a Wookiee. No, it, this is getting ridiculous, right? <laughs> take him down. Do He's I have to Wookiee? <laughs> <laughs> Right here, sit down and watch this movie and yeah. then let the guy through security. The guy's a legend. <laughs> what are you going to pat down the Pope next? What is that? Let's search that Pope car. Pull it over. <laughs> yeah, pull it over. Exactly. Get the little mirror out, you know, start scoping underneath. <laughs> it's a fiat. You can't trust the fiats. They so you're a big impressionist. Yeah. Well, I guess. What was so. your first impression? Oh, uh, my. I don't know, maybe third grade teacher. I can't remember. You know what you I would did, do? You did an impression of your <laughs> third grade teacher. <laughs> you should do that tonight. I didn't. I have try. a nice impression here. <laughs> you sit down in your chair and you put your things away. That's my third grade high school teacher. <laughs> no one will get it. <laughs> my favorite line is your, what you just said. My third grade high school teacher. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Listen, that's the that's the brilliance. <laughs> My third grade high school teacher. Might as well have been. Oh god. Might man. as well have been. Oh my goodness. I, I think I would start with cartoon characters, and that's why yeah. I do all those cartoon characters in the beginning. Because I was an only child, so I would play yeah. with, by well, by myself, not with myself. And then I would um what else? Oh, and then it kind of progressed from that there when I was watching television. Yeah. And I watched shows like uh, Laugh-In and uh, the the Smothers Brothers show. For sure. With Dick and Tommy Smothers and uh, Sonny and Cher show. And they had all those variety acts. Yeah. And they were always doing impressions. Remember they yeah. had Rich Little or, or oh, Frank Gorshin, who yeah. was the Riddler from Batman. And he would do all of those impressions. I loved oh. the impressions. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I found out early that I had a flexibility and I could kind yeah. of uh, do impressions of people. Did you um, did you ever get a part um, to be the voice of something that became like uh, part of like Hollywood history? Like, are you the voice of something? Like the famous voice of something? Um, I don't know. Okay, I can tell you what, and then you be the judge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was the voice of uh, Michael Winslow's character in Police Academy, the cartoon. Get out of here, they really? Joking. They couldn't afford Michael Winslow no, to I don't do know it? why they did that, and I don't know what the... Obviously, yeah. whatever went down For sure. was not good. Yeah. You know, I finally met Michael Winslow nice one time, and he's a yeah. really nice guy, yeah. you know? I and I felt them. like, you know, we had this bond that I had done his... Voice and I was you, and he went into this rant about how Warner Brothers screwed him out of that oh, cartoon. God. And I go like, you know what? Maybe I should shut my damn mouth. Can you Maybe. do some Michael Winslow for us? <laughs> Here it is. This is it. I did my own voice. You did. I did. <laughs> but then I would do hilarious. all of the uh, crazy sound effects and stuff like. Oh, that. you could do the yeah. sound effects too. Yeah. That's and, and awesome. And sometimes they would leave them in, but for the most part, they took them out and they put in the sound effect of the real thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so it's a just cartoon. Like, you were Mark. like the marker. I was a marker. Yeah, and yeah. then they actually yeah. put in a gun yeah. and a siren. And yeah. That's kind of stupid, though. It is, right? <laughs> it is ridiculous. We're like, 
This guy who's doing this character, he is spot on on an English <laughs> horn. <laughs> it's like, come on. Then another time, I was uh, at Elf's little buddy. There was an Elf the cartoon. I don't know if you remember Oh, that. no, I don't. But that don't? sounds great. And it was wow. But at the time, they were having a contract dispute with the guy who does, the, the actor yeah. who does Elf. And he does both characters. And he wanted to do the voice of that character. I don't think they wanted to, to pay him. Oh, the and, But I could do that. like an exact... Oh, impression of that. Hey, hey, Gordon, you know, he sounded like this. It was just, it was so easy. And I got fired from that show. And I got replaced by the real guy. I keep doing that. Oh, God. And then there was another time where I auditioned for the part of MC Hammer. I was supposed to be the voice of MC Hammer. But then the, the people who were the, with the network, they didn't want to give that to me yeah. because I was already directing the cartoon show and they thought that was too much power for oh. one person to have. Like, no, he's going to turn into a megalomaniac. <laughs> we can't give him this much power in the cartoon world. <laughs> you become a right? mega mind. <laughs> <laughs> So then, and then there was another one where I auditioned for the part of Wayne Gretzky. Oh, for Christ's sakes. What? <laughs> <laughs> they had this cartoon show. It was called Pro Stars. And it was uh, Bo, um, what's uh, everybody, Bo knows. Uh, oh. Uh, Bo, uh, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, and I think Michael Jordan, but I'm not sure. I forget now. Yeah. Anyway, so... Wayne Gretzky. And it was funny because I grew up a half hour from where G Wayne Gretzky grew up. He grew up in Brantford, Ontario. Yeah. I grew up in Woodstock, Ontario. I know what that accent is like. Oh, yeah. It's very rural. It's Canadian. And, it, you know, you kind of, they kind of curl up there. Really well done. Yeah. But he didn't like the way I sounded. He thought that I made him sound dumb. <laughs> and I didn't really want to break it to him. Yeah. But... That's how he sounds when he's talking. And no disrespect. That's what the accent is like. It's very, it's a rural sound, you know? But anyway, it doesn't matter. So did he come on board then and voice his own? No, they got somebody else, some guy. And they probably found out it was a black guy trying to voice Wayne Gretzky and quickly vetoed it. I but so you grew up in in Canada then? Yeah. yeah so did you cut your teeth on the uh, Yuck Yucks rooms then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I did. Uh, I did five years of tours in Western Canada. Oh wow! For that, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that that funny business. Oh yeah. Uh, section yeah. of uh, of Yuck Yucks before it got uh, that is decimated. A crazy tour, isn't it? It really was. The Fairview, Alberta, mm -hmm. was by far the craziest show I ever did up what there. Happened? Um. Literally during my set, a bar fight broke out and people started throwing each other over tables. And I was like, thank you. Good night. And right. I just left because they weren't even focusing anymore. Dude, that's what it's like out there. One time I go, I'm doing this one nighter and the, the bar, the bar manager, he says to me, listen, you see this microphone? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a cordless microphone. Don't break this microphone. You know how much this thing costs? I say, yeah, they're about a thousand bucks. He goes, that's right. And this one's on loan because the comedian here last week broke it. So don't break the microphone. 
I go, okay, I got it. Yeah. So I get up there, nobody's listening to me. So I start riffing. You know, you yeah. see me riff. So I'm picking on this guy. Now people are starting to dig it, right? Yeah. They're starting to get into my show because I'm ripping on this guy. Well, this guy doesn't like it. So he comes over and he says, if you don't go back to your little skit, I'm going to take that microphone <laughs> and stick it up your ass. And as he's saying that, he wraps his whole hand around the top of the microphone and he snaps off the top like a carrot. <laughs> oh, Jesus and you hear Christ. it go crunch. And then the top is just dangling there by two little wires. <laughs> so I hold up the microphone to show the bar manager at the back and I go, Oh, Mr. Manager! You know, like Bugs Bunny cartoons. You know. I didn't do it. <laughs> this guy did. And you can see the mime in the background. He goes like, oh, no. You know, yeah. head and hands. Oh. We're going to have to shut this shit down. Well, no worries. Because the next thing I know, the guy grabs my shirt. I hear this rip. And I go like, shit, Greg, we had a fight. <laughs> And I go like, oh, and my brain goes, like, oh, but Greg, you don't know how to fight. And go, yeah. shut up, swing, swing. And I'm doing the windmill, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's all I know how to do. Was and this I'm in Red Deer? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where I got the death threat. Oh, okay. So that's a completely different story. But it was just outside of uh, Calgary or Edmonton. I think Calgary oh, okay. was a place called Tabor. Tabor, Alberta. Okay. Yeah. That's where they make the, the corn, the big corn country, yeah. right? So anyway, they the the two uh two big bouncers jump on me first. Yeah. <laughs> and I go like and they go, settle down, settle down. I go, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Look at me. I weigh like 135 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Calm down, you know? So so they, they get me settled down, and the other guy, it took like eight guys. Oh eight my God. guys. To, to, to pull this guy down, they call in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Of course. Of course. <laughs> By the time they got their horses in the door. No, I'm just kidding. They, they got in the front Horse door. walks into yeah. a barn. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I am sitting around here. So anyway, they come into the bar. They arrest this guy, and I have to go on with my show. Oh my god! Yeah, I have to finish my show, but the the microphone is no broken, mic, and the only torn. the only mic that will work is the one up in the DJ booth, and it's one of those little <laughs> pencil mics. And the only time that people would laugh is when I talk about almost getting my ass kicked. Yeah. I finish it out. Thank you. Good night, and I go home. That could have not been a better illustration of Western Canada. <laughs> How many shows? That's every show out there. I did uh, uh, Cranbrook. Yeah, and they Cranbrook, would call BC. it. They would call it Crime Brook because. So my first experience there, the hotel that they did a show underneath it was a dance club. Yeah, and the people there said, "Don't go down there because." Right. Uh, there's a fight every like five minutes. Like right. we have to call the cops every like five minutes. So the bartender and the bouncer for the comedy club are like, come on down, just take a look. You know, it's crazy in there. So right. I'm like, all right. So I go down, I'm in there for two minutes. Some guy taps me on the shoulder and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, did you, uh, did you look at me? And I was like, no, I didn't. And the bouncer from the comedy club came over and he goes, leave him alone. He's the comic. And he just like stared me down the rest of the night. 
like four minutes later, a huge brawl broke out and I just slid out the back door and I was like, that was crazy. I go to bed about 1130 at night. I hear screaming out on the street in front of the hotel and I open my window and there's two guys just beating a guy in the middle of the street while his girlfriend stands there and screams, stop, you're going to kill him. Stop. And they finally finish beating him and they just walk away. And there's this guy just laying in the street and then you hear the cops come and I'm just like, this town is insane. I'm never coming back here. But it's like, there's so many of those shows up there, man. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the winter and the weather, like trying to get over the Canadian Rockies through like Revelstoke to like Kelowna. Hey, you got to drive here and uh, the show starts in seven hours and it's going to take 18 hours to get there. It really does. Yeah. That one road that you go up the mountain near Revelstoke where there's no side railing. Right. And it's a two-laner. Right. And they don't plow it or sand it or anything. It's fucking terrifying. It's terrifying. So I got one. uh, We're running into the show, but I just, I want to ask you one more question about your show. Like you do, I don't want to give anything away about your show to people that haven't seen it, but there's a point where you invite a guy on stage to help you out and, some would find it uncomfortable because it's kind of, uh, you know, you're pretending to be a lady and, and <laughs> you're asking the guy to help you out. Like, have you ever had a problem with somebody coming up to do that? Like getting really pissed off or something or trying to come at you? Because uh, I noticed you tried to sit on that guy's lap and he left. He was like, I well, don't want you to sit on my lap. Bully for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> even, even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> When the guy runs like that. Um, you know, it's all about picking the right person. Yeah. Now, occasionally, it's going to happen. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, I try very hard to pick the right person. And I look really hard. You know, yeah. Sometimes it works out great. Yeah. Like, fantastic. It's like the, the most hilarious thing you've ever seen. Yeah. The guy on times, Thursday was amazing. What's that? The guy on Thursday was amazing. Right? Like, great comedy. He was. He yeah. was. He really was. I, I think the more scared they are, the worse it is. Yeah. And if they're really that homophobic, they won't even get up yeah. on stage with me. Well, that's, yeah, I suppose. So I, I don't even think it would get that far, yeah. to be quite honest They just kind of wave it off to somebody. Else. Yeah, or they would get angry, and I could I would read that, and then I would move on. I would yeah. know enough to move on. So. Uh, well, your show's amazing, man. I'm so glad I get to watch well, it I take a lot night. of chances. <laughs> you really do. You really do. When you're down to your underwear and no shirt, that's chances on stage, man. That's a lot. Of, I would it's never commitment. even. I would never even lift my shirt on stage to show my stomach, let alone get down to a capri pants. <laughs> it took a, a lot of therapy. Is there uh, anything you wanted to promo? Yeah, your website or Twitter or anything? Yeah, please, uh, go to my website. It's uh, gregmorton.com. Or check out, uh, oh, please, if you could follow me on Twitter, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm looking for, always looking for more Twitter followers. Uh, Greg Morton Comic. Okay, yeah. great. Well, thank you for being on the program. Man, man. I loved it. it was yeah, good. it went really well, and I appreciate it. And all's well. Hopefully, you'll be famous. Yeah, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I think you already you are famous, man. You're amazing. Tell my parents, please. <laughs> they're they're sitting in a in a town up in Ontario. Are you famous yet, down there? <laughs> did I, I did I tell you this story? Here's what happened, right? I get I, I went to this show, 
uh, I, I went and saw Rich Little in Las Vegas at the Trump. I got to see the show. I got to meet Rich Little. Oh, wow. This is one of my idols, right? Yeah. And I get my picture taken with him and everything. And I show my mom, and I'm thinking, I, I was so proud. I go, like, this is somebody, like, look at mom. I, I, I met Rich Little. And yeah. she was like, you look fat in that picture. <laughs> Why is your gut sticking out? This is what my mother said to me. Of course I'm not famous. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> go see Greg Morton. If, you, if he's in your town, take a picture with him, but remind him to suck his gut in. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Thank you. So that was my interview with Greg, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a special thing, and, and uh, you know, it would be one of those um, special moments that I can look back on. Um, you know, when I started this podcast, I really just thought it was just going to be me and a microphone and talking craziness and, and nobody would really tune in or whatever. And, and not that my podcast is that hugely successful, um, but just the people that I've been able to meet and interview and, and, uh, and talk to have just been priceless. So I mean, it's, it's so crazy. The people that are, are just so genuine and nice and, and want to, you know, talk to you about comedy and life and stuff. So if you're ever out, uh, and you see a poster or a flyer for Greg Morton and he's going to be in your area, you need to buy a ticket and go see his show. It is really, really good and worth the money. So I just wanted to say another special thanks to Greg for coming on my podcast and as always, you can get this uh, podcast at uh, iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean. And uh, check out my website, which is largedrunkman.com, for my upcoming dates. And if I'm going to be in your area, please uh, come out and, and uh, see a show and chat and whatnot. So, And a couple quick thanks to... Uh, my sponsors, um, leavestees.com and kbremodelinginc.com. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in and tune in next time when we talk about who knows. And we had the best movie in the world when we were kids, Star Wars. Oh, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Join me, Luke. Join me on the dark side. I'll never join you! Ah! Oh no, Master Luke, Master Luke! Stay on target, stay on target. Loosen up, stay on target. They're coming in too close. Shut down the garbage mashers on the detection level. Radio, shut down the garbage mashers on the detection level. Oh, shut them down. Shut them all down. They're dying all too. Uti Waka Luko Solo, Utu Jabba Waka. I'm afraid the Death Star will be quite operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> oh, the force is strong on this one, eh? <laughs>
It's Greg Morton. How'd you feel out there, Big Daddy? Felt like riding a horse, baby. Man, you just <laughs> rock and rolled out there, buddy. What, how do you feel, man? Oh, I'm jazzed, but I'm uh, very... Feels good. It feels great. It feels they great. loved you out there, oh, man. What a great audience, huh? Was that great. one of I the love best shows of your life, buddy? Yeah, by far. By far. I, I, I've got tingles right here, and that's not you touching me. Mm. <laughs> 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 